All right. Hello out there and welcome to session two of Star Trek Groundkeepers. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, this is a unique game of Star Trek Adventures in that the players are all Undine, perhaps better known as Species 8472. They are all part of a faction that we saw on an episode of Voyager. And without spoilers, Season 5, Episode 4, it's a good one. But uh, these Undine have embarked on a two-year mission into the Delta Quadrant. Now, timeline-wise, we are in 2412 in the same canon as my Fenrir and Matahari games. You don't need to have watched either of those games to enjoy this one, but you'll probably catch a few references and nods if you do. Uh, you can catch the VODs for everything, uh, Fenrir, Matahari, Groundskeepers, whatever. I'll find it on my YouTube and most of the popular podcast solutions. That said, let's uh, have my players introduce themselves. Hello, uh, my name's John. I play Tabaris, uh, who is the uh, doctor and tactical um, officer, for lack of a better term. Um, and I'm with uh, Chubby Cobalt Gaming, and I'm happy to be here, ready to go for our episode two. And I'm Brian. I play Rez, who is the uh, engineer slash scientist of the group. Um, I don't have an affiliation, so... I'm just here to play games. And play games we shall. Let's go ahead and run that introduction. Welcome back. So something I like doing for all my tabletop games is having an opening monologue as read by the players. And for Star Trek, that means something like a captain's log. And today that will come from our good fa fellow Tabris. So Tabris, take it away. Tabris log, stardate 89213.5. So yeah, our first encounter outside fluidic space just happened. And you know what? I'm going to chalk it up as a success. Glowing success. The Kershi were, uh, you know, very interesting creatures. And, uh, you know, in the end, I think we really did uh, make an impact on their species in a positive way. I mean, fuck, if we hadn't come along, there'd no longer be any Kershi. So, you know, that's cool. We exploded the Borg. We inoculated the Kershi. We cleaned up the floating Borg garbage. And Rez, you know, he did a great job talking to their leaders. So, I think the next Undine visit here will, uh, you know, they'll have a pleasant experience. Trost has, uh, you know, Trost has taken us to our next location of exploration. It's a, a kind of a unique system where the planets are the centers and the, and the stars rotate around them. Uh, geocentric, that's it. Um, that's what, that's what it's called. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna scan 
uh, two of the planets there. There's a class Y and a class D planet. And we're going to see what's going on. I'm kind of partial to seeing what's up with uh, something the Federation calls a demon planet. Well, anyway, Tabris, peace out. I love it. All right. So uh, as our first scene starts, we do indeed see uh, the the trials sort of soaring through space in a almost a turbulent looking affair. There is kind of in the backdrop a white, blue and red nebula of swirling gases. And the general area in this or the general sector of space is kind of blue tinged. Um, but as the trials soars on through... We're actually going to go into the Troust to have our first actual scene. So, uh, Rez, I've taken the liberty of putting you in your quarters because while you're doing your log, you are doing something equally important. And primarily what that means is you are preparing... How do I put this in a way that lets you springboard? You are preparing your report back to Boothby, if that makes any sense. Ah, right, of course. This is the one where I tell him what a great job that we did being the Kirshi, and how there's now at least a, a hub of... Uh, all right, how do, I, how do I phrase this in a way that... Um, we? I mean, we only did a little genetic tinkering this time. I mean, that seems good, right? Uh, all right, here we go. <clears throat> Dear Boothby. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'll work. Um, enclosed, you'll find a, a full genetic make scan of the Kirshi. We have made their planet uh, a haven for future missions um, with, with little to no, or okay, just taken to no out, just little genetic tinkering um the kirshi are now immune to to borg assimilation although the borg are threatening so we left a couple of emplacements um yeah otherwise here's their their we've i've i've deemed them uh 0, 0.0 on on our new galactic map so um yeah en enjoy that bye Boop. And uh, as soon as you stop the message, uh, the holographic representation of your ship sort of pokes their head into the door and says, you're not really going to send that, are you? Uh, unless you stopped it, I just did. No, I didn't stop anything, but um, you really need to work on your delivery. Well, I mean, I, I thought I included all the relevant information. Trust is there something I, I forgot? You did kind of forget the whole, well, for lack of a better term, zoo we had aboard. Well, I mean, they're not aboard now. It seems seems like it was a an incidental part of the mission. See, you say that, but yet you're not the one who had to carry the zoo. I mean, I guess I, I guess I, I mean, we could include a section. I'll tell you what, I'll send him a, a, a addendum, dear Boothby. Uh, addendum to previous report. Uh, also, we put about 20 Kirshi on board, and Troust apparently didn't enjoy it very much. Is that about? Puts a thumb up, yeah. There wasn't a lot of space for the rest of us. Don't worry, though. We let them off on their planet. So, no Kirshi now. Wait, that is true, right? That we didn't, we didn't have a stowaway? 
Nope. All right. Uh, no, no curse board anymore. Uh, just the scans. Uh, your friend, Rez. There we go. Whoop. Now, see, that's the kind of information Boothby needs. Uh, I, I mean, I thought that the scan of the... I mean, I guess, are, are we sending full situation reports? Oof, I'm going to need to work on my drafting of of uh, summary reports. I mean, I'm literally just sending whatever you guys put in writing, so... All right, well, duly noted. Uh, note to self. Better reports. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, I'll have that. Uh, I'll have that. Um, I'll have that reminder when I wake up tomorrow. Well, it just so happens that uh, Tabris, we're going to cut over to you in the bridge. Uh, you are currently "quote unquote" at the helm, uh, and I guess the question would be. Since the system you're in, the geocentric system that you're in, well, I guess it's three systems, I should say. So there's one system that has a class D with a sun orbiting it. There's a class Y with a sun orbiting it. And then there's a class J with a sun orbiting it. Uh, which of those three were you headed to first? Oh, class Y. 100%. Class Y. All right. Yeah, so Federation Tabri calls it a demon class. And uh, I've done a little bit of research on demons, and I'm really excited. All right. So, Tabris, I'd like you to roll me a insight or a reason plus science. Difficulty of one. And I will say the Troust will assist you with a sensor science. This is I'll roll the Troust if you like. Oops. <laughs> reason. Engineering. Sensor science. Yes. Um... Yeah, probably don't have any uh, focuses. Hey, look at that. Look at that. You get one momentum. So, Tabris, what you're picking up is that there appears to be the signs of life on this demon-class planet, which is kind of antithetical when you look at the name. Demon-class doesn't usually mean life. But the one thing I would say is you're not detecting, like, a, a silver blood or the... Um, the shape-shifting, quote-unquote, uh, masters of the Delta Quadrant. You're not seeing silver bloods. But you are seeing signs that there might be some intelligent design there. There's not quite roads, but there are tunnels that are unnaturally smooth. There are surface emplacements that are at odds with the volcanic nature of the rest of the planet. Um, a lot of things from orbit that would suggest that there is an intelligent life on the planet. Um, but the other thing you get, and probably the most important, is the three systems I've mentioned, the Class Y, the Class D, the Class J. All of them have a single Type F star that rotates around each of those planets. And the way their rotation cycle lines up is that at a certain point, about 24 to 26 hours, the suns are, I believe at their zenith is the correct term, where they are the closest together. And at that point, you have a plasma streamer that connects all three stars for a time until they come apart again and go back on their orbits. Okay. So uh, Tabris uh, uses the intercom. Mm -hmm. uh, Tabris Therese, uh, I think I found demons. Um, like the mythological... Hell beasts from yeah well they're they're signs of life on a demon class planet so yeah you know, it makes sense I, right i mean 
okay. Yeah. <laughs> Trous, can you give me a full scan? And Trous gives you the full scan, and you get everything I just told him. Uh, yeah, um. Well, I, I mean, I, 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 I understand that the Federation wouldn't expect life here, but I mean, the science is sound. There are several races already that we are aware of that would live on a planet like this. I mean, they don't match any of these life signs, but this is it's pretty standard. I mean, they're probably not. Listen, Tabris, I don't want to disappoint you, buddy, but I don't, I don't think they're really demons. Well, we should, we should go down right away, shouldn't we? Uh, not in these, not in these forms, unless you have an exosuit you didn't tell me about. Oh. Oh, so like, like normal? Uh, you know what? Trust. Uh, how is the atmosphere for our our regular shapes? If you mean your natural forms, should be fine. No. Well, then yeah, uh, Tabris does sound like we could do. We could do shedding the skins. But, I mean, uh, Trous, are you saying these forms will, like, fall apart? They were not designed to withstand a Class Y atmosphere. Oh. All right, all right, all right. Okay. So... We sort of have an external shot of the Troust coming up over the tumultuous, tumultuous, I can English, the volcanic world of, um, actually it doesn't really have a name yet. You just know it as that one class Y. Um, but what you notice is that as you are both getting ready to beam down, um, Troust is basically leading you through of, okay, don't step into this, don't step into this, really don't jump into this, you know, the standard away team briefing. Mm -hmm. um, but I did want to ask, and this is sort of a test of my prep work, um, are each of you able to shift into your uh, Undine forms? It should be a rollable token, so if you right-click your token, you should be able to, yeah, it works for Tabris. The question is, does it work for res? Excellent. All righty. So let's go over here. And let's see. Give me one second as I left some things on the wrong layer. All right. So you beam on down to the surface of the class Y. And immediately uh, what you are met with is a blast of heat and a blast of really just powerful geothermic forces at work as you come and materialize on the precipice of a volcano volcanoes caldera and there is active lava flows in the area i mean you can literally step maybe 10 20 meters to your left and you would be knee deep in magma or is it lava whichever it's supposed to be um the sky overhead is clouded with ash and with particulate and soot coming off of the volcano. And you see, sort of as you look around, that this is not the only volcano. You see that there are dozens, if not hundreds, that sort of litter the horizon. So this is, for lack of a better term, this is a very unstable planet. But uh, as you are looking around, I would like each of you to roll me an insight and a security, please. Difficulty of two. And if you have anything like survival... Or perception, I would allow that to be a focus. 
Awesome. I have survival. I also have constantly watching. Then your difficulty would only be a one. Okay. Hey, two successes. And nice. I have security as a focus. No. Mm -hmm. oh. All right. So Tabris is maybe a little too eager to, you know, mm -hmm. explore. Uh, but Rez, what you see is something very strange. And you see it sort of uh, skittering around uh, below you on the mountainside. And I'm going to show you guys this handout. So to, again, describe for those who can't exactly look at a stream and see what we're looking at here, if you'll imagine a, centip a centipede-like body um, that doesn't necessarily have a hundred legs, but instead it has almost like a spider's uh, lower half where it has uh, four legs on either side and then it has a set of pedipalps. At least I think that's how you say it. Um, but where a spider's head would be, it kind of in centipede-like fashion curls up and back around to end in a insectoid, taloned, horned, uh, sort of alien-ish uh, mantra, if you will. And coming off at regular points on this upper body are these hooks or what could be uh, sort of almost metallic talons uh, that are probably almost pincer-like in how much damage they could do. I'm told they're also from Warframe. I just thought they were really cool and that's what we're rolling with. Um, but yes, uh, Taver or Rez, you do see one of these creatures, uh, skittering uh, so I, around. I use our, our natural, oh no, I don't have the, oh yeah, I, know, I use the natural undine telepathy to let Rez know without signaling to the, without any external sound, or to okay. let, uh, Tavris know that there's something down there, and then I'm gonna very slowly turn and try and scan it with my undine tricorder equivalent. Okay, go ahead and roll me a Reason Science difficulty of two. So, Rez, we're going to name this planet Pazuna. What? Okay, why are we naming it Pazuna? Because demons are from the Abyss, and Pazuna is the first layer of the Abyss. <laughs> okay, then. Can I use espionage as a... I'll let it happen, focus? sure. Oof, nope. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the good news is no complications. So yeah, you uh, you try to run your tricorder equivalent over the creature, and either it's just that there's so much volatility in the air and environment around you, or the creature's carapace is actively blocking your tricorder. Uh, Tabris, I'm not getting any readings. I, I can't decide if it's the atmosphere or if it's the creature. Readings from what? I would. I just told you. There's a. Oh. There's a. I'm sorry. Uh, I was. I wasn't paying attention to my brain. There's some sort uh, of life form down there. He he scans around. He looks around and he's uh trying to look for the life form so he can scan it. But at this point, he's just now he's got his uh his weapon out and he's being he's being ready. Okay. And what weapon do you have out of curiosity? Do you have uh, the Undine equivalent of a phaser type one, a type two? Do you have a dagger? You know, what, what do you got on hand? Uh, yeah, he has whatever phaser they have in their uh, in their stores. Okay. So the Undine equivalent of a uh, phaser type two. Got it. Yeah. All right. 
Well, uh, as you all are discussing this, uh, the creature actually stops what it's doing, cranes its long head to look up at you, and then it begins a rapid descent away from you, almost as if you have spooked it just be by being there. Hmm. Well, security chief, do we chase it? No, I think uh, I think uh, a species like this, you need to uh, to go away from it, and it's probably going off to. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, we need to stop it. <laughs> he starts uh, running after it. All right. So uh, this is not going to be quite combat yet, but you know, if we need to go into combat, we will. This is going to be sort of a extended task slash time challenge. Um, so if you want to keep up with it, you need to pass three times. Uh, I need a fitness and a con or fitness and security. The difficulty will ramp up. So it'll start at a one, then it'll become a two, then it'll become a three. And you need to pass at least, let's say best out of three instead of three rolls. Let's say best out of three. So you need to succeed at least two times. Can I ask a question? I should have probably looked this up in advance, but what does the extraordinary attribute one special rule for the massive strength? Uh... So what that means is uh, anytime you would roll for that attribute. So for you, I think it's fitness. Mm -hmm. um, anytime you roll fitness, you automatically have one success. Awesome. Sorry, my cat just knocked over a broom. I figured it was a cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first first ask is fitness security, you said? Yep. Fitness security or fitness con. All right. Will survival uh, aid me in this particular role? I think it would, yes. Excellent. And so, yeah, I start with a single success because of my massive strength and I roll a couple more. All right, so nice. you get three, so you get two momentum. And then let's see how Tavris does. I'm going to spend one of our momentum. Okay. So seems, you know, seems reasonable. Yeah, we, we got some. Might as well use it. Dang damn it. I tried to drag it out. There it is. Okay. Fitness. <clears throat> Security. Three dice. Oh. Hey, you get the one you needed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Tabris and Rez, you take off at a uh, hefty pace down the slopes of this burning volcano. And you're doing your best to keep up with this creature. And you do so, no problem. I mean, maybe Tabris is like lagging behind a little bit, but not enough to really matter at this point. And uh, let's see how the creature does. I imagine Ooh, he's not going to do amazing, but who knows? Also into a pit of lava. <laughs> oh dear. Oh <laughs> so what happens is the creature, as it's you know, as it's running from you and you're running at it, uh, it actually turns to look at you and it doesn't notice a rock and it literally trips over itself and tumbles into the flow of magma. And I'm gonna let <laughs> you decide what to do about that as uh, it's now your guys' turn to act. <sighs> Oof. Uh, we should pull it out. <laughs> for sure. I just that, don't know how. That's rough. <laughs> uh, 
Tabris is going to look upstream a little bit, and he's going to try to blast some rock to uh, set off the flow a little bit so that maybe uh, Rez could get in there and pull it out. Sure. Uh, why don't we call this a control and a security? A uh, difficulty of two. And we'll spend another one of these nice momentum. All right. Yeah. Three successes, you get that momentum right back. And yeah, so you uh, take your energy weapon, fire upstream, causing a few rocks and other bits of debris to fall into the magma flow, allowing you to get a break, which would allow Rez to rush up and potentially aid the creature. I will do so. All right. That's going to be for you. This is going to be a fitness and con, not a fitness security, because if you fail this, you too are going to be in magma. Right. In which case, I'm going to spend that one of the momentum to get an extra dice. All right. Uh, Difficulty of I two, by the way. support this decision. Still, still survival? Can I still uh, yeah, use survival, survival would apply. Fantastic. Uh, awesome. Hey, you get the two Oof. you need, just barely. So, <laughs> and, it was, and it was with the extra die. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Rez, you, uh, you get over to where the creature is, and you're ready to like pull out like a burning husk. But what happens is, before you even get to the creature and start to pick it up, the creature, almost like a, uh, a rabbit you know, poking its head out or a groundhog poking its head out, uh, it just sort of comes up out of the lava, looks around, looks at you, uh, shrieks with a scream, and uh, begins skittering away out of the lava with uh, bits of it trailing behind it. Oof. Wait, we can help you. <laughs> All right, so this is going to be another one of those uh, best out of threes. So this time it is a difficulty of two. And this is a fitness security. Oops. Oh, it's going to get that free success. Good thing you do, yeah. Oh dear. All right. So that's going to be a complication and that's going to be very interesting. So Rez, you managed to catch up with the creature again. Tavaris, unfortunately, what happens is you don't fall into the magma per se, but what happens is as you sort of navigate the flows best you can, you end up trapped on an almost a little island by yourself. And then the rocks you shot out that were blocking the upper flow, they give way and you are completely surrounded on all sides by flowing molten rock. Oh no. Hmm. He's got to scatter out. He's going to be like, Hmm. Hmm. All right, here I come, Riz. <laughs> He's just gonna run and try to jump it. All right, that's gonna be a uh, fitness and security difficulty of three. <laughs> Meanwhile, Riz to trust one to beam up, <laughs> beam, <laughs> beam up to <tab> rest. <laughs> I'm going to use the uh, momentum and I'm going to give you two threats. Okay. 
prepare for incoming. Ooh, ooh, okay. Uh, I tell you what, I will let this succeed at cost, but there will be a complication. All right. So, Tabris, as you take a leap out from your island, uh, you maybe do a running leap best you can, and you do land next to where Rez is. But what you don't anticipate is that the the momentum that you're carrying um, affects you in such a way that as you land, your phase rifle or your phase pistol, whichever we're flavoring it as, um, it literally tumbles out of your hand into the molten rock and almost goes up immediately. It doesn't damage you, but you've lost your weapon. Oh. Hey, I oh. made it! <laughs> good, good, good jump, buddy. <laughs> He looks at Rez, and then he turns and looks at the creature. Okay, get it! <laughs> Alright, so let's see if the creature manages to do any better. Uh, actually, yes, it does phenomenally better. Uh, so it takes off running, but you guys have already gotten best two out of three. So uh, it continues to lead you down the mountain, and it's it's not quite a Benny Hill chase scene, but it kind of is. <laughs> um and eventually what you see is that as you get to the base of this mountain, uh, there is, again, that sort of network of tunnels that you saw from orbit. But what really stands out to you is that you're seeing a number of these creatures uh, moving around, moving rocks from point A to point B, um, moving other bits of material around. Um, but what really catches your attention is the fact that as this creature comes running up to its fellows... Nothing happens, actually. Instead of, you know, like them all putting their stuff down and turning to face you, they just sort of go about their business as if nothing was wrong. And the creature looks injured from its fall in the lava? Just not... Looks fine. No. Huh. I sort of slow, slow my gallop as I sort of get to the... Oh. Um... Tabris, I don't, I don't think we need to help it. I mean, you're the doctor, so maybe. Oh no, it it looks fine. Um, but you're you're the guy who talks to things, so he like pushes him in the back a little bit to move him forward. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Um, uh, greetings, and and. Uh, Rezzle wave like. Uh, now my question hand. is, you're doing this telepathically, or so I assume. So, how hard are you blasting the signal out? Is how I would ask that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say mid range, so I'm not quite yelling into people's brains, but like, I wanna, I wanna catch some attention. Okay, I want you to roll me a presence and a command, difficulty of three. Hmm. We are we are out of. That's where that's what threat is for. Could you give me threat? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a threat for an extra dice. <coughs> All right. Please, and then would either my espionage or infiltration count as a focus here? I'm gonna say no because you're just trying to greet them openly. To... You're not trying to like subvert their expectations in such a way. And that's so. kind of the closest I was gonna get. All right, here we yeah. go. Nope. Right. <laughs> that's a that's a one success. 
So what happens to you, Rez, is as you try to push out with your mind, the moment it touched one of the creatures, uh, creatures' minds, what happens is you get an immense pushback, almost like if someone had slapped down a um, neutronium wall in front of you and you had just ran Oof. right into it. Um, what you're sensing, so you did fail. You weren't Ugh. able to, to make a connection. Mm -hmm. But what you sense is that these creatures share a very powerful hive mind. Oof. All right. Uh, Tabris, uh, I don't know that I'm going to be able to talk to them, but there's definitely just one them to talk to. Uh, so we need to figure out how we're going to make contact. Hmm. Uh, so Tabris is going to walk forward. He's going to try to look non-threatening. Okay. He's going to just, like, wave. Because I find it funny, I think one of the creatures <laughs> that's moving a rock just sort of stops and looks in your direction, and then with one of its talons just kind of goes, eh? Waves back to you? <laughs> and then it goes back on its business, taking the rock to wherever it's taking it. Oh, well, there you go. Um, we should explore the tunnels, then. Oof. I mean, I, I hate to I hate to, to be the uh, the realist here, but as the not security chief, are you sure you should suggest we surround ourselves with an unknown alien race inside their home territory when uh, your gun when your weapon is falling into the lava? I mean, you right. are the ta you are the superior right. tactician, so if you think that's all a good right. idea, I'm in. You're you're right. You're right. Um, Is there a, a like some sort of pattern to what they're doing? Roll me an insight and security. Difficulty of one. Yeah. All right, two successes means you get a momentum. Very nice. There is. It seems to be that they are excavating a new tunnel to divert the lava flow that's coming down that you guys basically ran down adjacent to, they are preemptively building a tunnel or a passageway that diverts the flow away from their main tunnels. So, Rez, uh, since you still have a weapon, uh, can you use it to help them uh, build this tunnel that they're trying to build? Uh, yeah. I, I Maybe they'll recognize enough. us as helping. Uh, sure. Yeah, I I I take aim at sort of the near, not near one of them, but sort of where their their tunnel might end up, and try and carve sort of a trench style uh, divot in the ground with my energy weapon. Let's uh, let's have you do a control and a security difficulty of two. Uh, can I apply my metallurgy? focus mm. yeah you know what this would apply hey Yay. two successes uh just for sake of argument roll me the challenge die on that so for you it would be five challenge dice whoops and this is mostly just to represent how well of a trench you dig all right so with two it's not going to be a great trench you could choose to re-roll it or you could just keep the not so great trench Reroll the three zeros. Let's use that momentum. 
Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Nice. Okay. There we go. So, uh, with four, uh, yeah, you take your energy weapon, fire it ahead of where the trench will eventually be, and you carve out a big section of rock, maybe about 10 meters across, and uh, the creatures stop what they're doing, uh, look at you, and then they go back to their work, and you think, well, was that them noticing me? You know, what? You know, is that all I'm going to get? When one of them in particular walks up to you, and you notice that, you know, Undine are pretty tall. I mean, Undine are something like 2.5, 3 meters tall. Mm-hmm. This creature is more like 4 to 5 meters tall. So it's a size class above you. And as it sort of looms over you, it just sort of chitters a little bit with its mandibles. And then turns, walks a little bit away, and then looks back at you to see if you're following. Yeah. All right. I think it wants us to follow it. I yeah, no, I agree. Let's uh, let's let's follow it. Oh, Troust, Troust. Uh, yes. What can I do for you? Um, something happened to my weapon. I I, I don't want to go into any details, but can you send me a new one? Sure, I can try. And uh, we're gonna have the Troust roll for something. <laughs> uh what will we have the troust roll uh let's have the troust roll a engine or not an engines a sensors and an engineering please and you only need one success here from the troust but uh sensors engineering hey. right. <laughs> yeah the troust is easily able to like beam into your hands a new weapon Let's it up. See, nothing happened. Uh, inc- just... Incidentally, we're going into some caves, so if you could try and keep a lock on us, that'd be great. I can certainly do my best to do that. Yeah, uh, let us know when the interference of the cave walls makes it so you can't. Again, I will do my best to do that. <laughs> and yeah. away we go. So yeah, you guys end up going into the tunnels, and it's... Uh, very interesting sight if you've never been on a demon class planet before because what you're seeing is that the tunnels themselves are stalagmites and stalactites and columns and bridges like natural bridges over lava over magma one of these days i'll learn which term it actually is point being it's very uh what's what's the movie i want to reference here um What's the one, the core? Do people remember the core? Where they go into that geode? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Or, uh, hey, if you play, so, uh, if you play magma, Horde. Magma is in the Earth. Lava is above the Earth. All right, thank you. Because I always get the confused. So I guess this would technically be magma because you're below the Earth? Yep. Okay, cool. Um, where I was going with that is basically you're seeing just that they have turned the magma flows of this place into um, a hive-like structure. And as you sort of proceed through this area, um, you're seeing more and more of these workers, but eventually you're led to a grand amphitheater, maybe about twice the size of the trous. So it's a very large amphitheater. Um, And what you see in the middle of the surface is a large creature in the same sort of design or the general design 
um, for what these creatures are. But there's some several key differences, and I will put this on the screen. The key difference is where the normal creatures, quote unquote, have, you know, sort of eight legs that they walk on and then sort of the long slender body. The queen or whatever this creature is, um, it actually has 10 claws that it walks on. And then it sort of has a serpent-like body that comes up in a hood behind its head. And as you are led up to this creature, um, I need both Rez and Tabris. I need you both to roll me a fitness and con, please. Difficulty of two as it tries to talk with you. Uh, focus of human trivia probably isn't going to help me. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't help you there, unfortunately. What about what about survival? Uh, no, nothing can so. The only oh. other one I have is security, so. Yeah, it wouldn't help you there, unfortunately. Nope. That's a single success. All right, so Rez, you are going to take two stress of damage as the brunt of the hive mind slams into yours. Uh, Tabris, though. Tabris... You hear almost like a, a bunch of voices speaking in concerts, like a, like a choir speaking to you. And the creature says, hello, you helped us with our expansion efforts. We appreciate this. I am the Zaxod Queen. Uh, how you doing, Rez? Not good. Oh. Uh, I... Uh, uh. Tabris like goes to like brush off, brush himself off, and he steps forward. I am Tabris of the Undine, and uh, we have we we come in peace. Then the creature sort of cocks its head to the side and says, "Peace. We do not know this term. Uh, it is a it is a term of uh, we we come not to oppose you." but to uh, to collaborate and work together. And it sort of goes, you know, chitters with its mandibles again and says, perhaps you are here for the machine. More than likely, yes. And uh, the queen creature actually stands up as best it can, moves out of the way, and as it moves, you see that behind it, is a conspicuously immaculate console like you might find on a Starfleet vessel. So it's kind of got that smooth black paneling that is held up by uh, brown stanchions. At least I think that's what they're called. Um, and it seems to be illuminated with a holographic display. Tabris, what just happened? Uh, I don't know, but that's... Oh, uh, yeah, we, sh we should go. Uh, yeah, I I talked to it. It said we must be here for the machine. I said we come in peace. They, they didn't know what peace was. Uh, so I said cooperation. Then she said, oh, you must be here for the machine. And I was like, I don't know if I were here for the machine. But then, oh, then I had to say, yes, yes, we are here for the machine. Then she stepped away. And now we're looking at a piece of Starfleet technology, which is pretty cool. We should go look at it. I mean, I agree that we should look at it. Can you? Can you ask them what it what they think it does? Maybe before we yeah. 
Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, what do you what do you believe that this device does, and has it uh, hindered you at all? We brought it from the other planet. We do not know what it does, but it makes pleasant noises. Uh, can I scan it with my uh, Undine tricorder equivalent? <laughs> yeah, we need to figure out what that is eventually, but for now we'll just keep moving past it. Uh, roll me a reason science difficulty of three. Oof. Actually, I'll tell you what, I'll be nice. Let's make it a difficulty two because you guys don't have momentum at the moment. Uh, would my computer's focus work here? It most definitely would, actually. Nice. Still only, oh, one so Still only the one. Uh, I tell you what, I will let that succeed at cost, and I will just take two threat. Sounds good. We're doing good on threat. Yeah. So you scan the uh, revealed equipment with your tricorder, and what you get is that this is not a contemporary piece of Starfleet technology. This is about circa 26th century. Hmm. And you do get a free question as science officer. So what's your free question? Uh, just a second, I'm running. 26th is a future, yes? Yes. Uh, do I get any... I, it, so you said it had a holographic display on it. Mm-hmm. It isn't. Is it emitting any kind of radiation to to indicate sort of what, uh, what its purpose might be? It's not emitting radiation, but as you study the holographic display, what you see are three orbs with orbs orbiting each of them, and it takes you a moment to put together that this is a map, more or less, of the surrounding system. Uh, it looks like either it's either a database or some sort of uh, scanning uh, panel, I would imagine, Tabris. Um, can you ask permission for us to approach the, the oh, device? Well, she already asked if we would come here for that. Um, but I'll ask. Oh, uh, Zaxoid Queen, uh, would, you, would you be so kind as to allow us to examine the device? In the meantime, um, I can... I can bring you back something that makes really good noises. Did you bring the proper equipment? I do not see you have the proper equipment with you. What equipment would that be? Do you not know? If you are here for the machine, you must know. Ah, Rez, uh, she says we don't have the right equipment. Um, I'm guessing she didn't tell you what equipment she was talking about. No, I think this is a test. Um, I I can't detect any kind of radiation or anything, so I don't know what equipment she could be talking about. Um, but if it's Starfleet technology, then the odds are good that humans brought it, which means they're probably wearing some sort of suit. Uh, probably an exosuit. Um, so perhaps just tell her that we uh, don't need the equipment and we are capable of approaching without danger to ourselves or her. Okay. Ah. Uh Yes, we do not need the the equipment. Uh, all we need to do is actually, if you would allow us to bring the console up to our ship, I will replace it with something that makes really good noise for you down here. Roll me a presence and a command. I'll spend some threat. Difficulty of four. 
Okay, uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so we give him three threat to give you two extra dice, right? That's what we're going to do? Sure, why not? <laughs> I would at least say we you have also a... have determination. That is an option. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to use determination. Uh, and on top of that, we're going to give you some some threat. So I get three dice. Okay. Um, and my value that I'm tapping is uh, looking for adventure. Definitely applies. Um, I have no sort of focus for this. Oh, three. Get the three you needed. Yeah. Well, no, I, that's right. I said it was a four. You said four. So I think what happens is uh, the Zaxod Queen actually sort of starts moving back in front of the console and says, perhaps you are not here for the machine after all. Uh, Tavis, what's happening? Why is she moving in front of the console? Um, I didn't do a good job of convincing her. Um, but what, what did you tell her? I just told her that we we just we don't need the equipment. We could just bring it with us you know bring it bring it with no we don't want to take the console anywhere i don't know what it is we just uh, want to go look at it I, you know now you tell me but that's what i said in the first place well you know this is your fault for not being able to talk to it wait how are you talking to it <laughs> just he points to his head <laughs> oh oh that must be why i have such a raging headache then well that you try again uh, and he looks back at the queen and says, I'm sorry, I, I'm trying to translate for my my superior who's uh, who's having some troubles communicating with you. I might have missed that, missed the translation. And the uh, the queen looks specifically at you, Rez. And Rez, I need you to marry me a uh, fitness command difficulty of two, please. And yes, you would have a focus. Hey, look at that. Hey. Two successes. You can now talk to the queen. Oh, good. Uh, so, yeah, I, I say, I, look, I, I don't know. I don't know what Tabris told you, um, but we are we are simply explorers. Uh, we we may not. Uh, we just want to examine the device, the, the panel behind you. Uh, we don't want to take it anywhere yet. Let's do the same role. It's going to be another presence command, difficulty of four. Termination, bud. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will go. Can I use what I don't know? I can always learn. Yeah, definitely would apply. Uh, and I'll give you a threat to get an extra dice, please. All right. Um, can I use? Can I, in this case, can I use my infiltration as a focus? I'll give it to you, sure. Oh God! <laughs> oh wow! Wow! Uh, so that's... not only do you not <sighs> get enough successes, you roll a complication, <laughs> and uh, at this point, the queen is not happy. At least you're not getting a very happy sense in your mind. Mm -hmm. and uh, it actually starts to almost like slink down to get into like ready to pounce, ready to attack mode. 
And I would say that you're noticing that behind you are a growing number of these creatures. Is there anything uh, else we can do to help you? Oh, uh, trying to think. How do we handle that? I would say, actually, as good-natured as your request is, it doesn't seem to really phase what they're potentially preparing to do. Uh, Troust? Uh, two to be mount. <laughs> res the Troust? You do not get the Troust. Yeah, I was afraid of that. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, should we make a break for the surface then? I mean, I can probably plow through a few of these before we... Uh, Let's see if we can get closer to the surface. We'll just start fucking. <laughs> All right. So I'll uh, actually remember to hit red alert this time, and let's get some tokens on here to represent uh, you guys running away from the swarm of Zaxod. All right. So uh, let's do. Let's throw three of them on the board, and the queen will just uh, say she's over here. She's not really in combat unless you go for the console. And where is their macro? There is their macro. All right. So uh, the way we're going to do regular ground combat is just that regular ground combat. Uh, you guys get the first action. Then it's the enemy. Then it's you guys. Then it's the enemy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So which one of you would like to act first? I'll go first. Okay. Sure. Oh, why not? Uh, I am going to... Um, set the old uh, set the old phaser to a spread attack, mm -hmm. and try to take down some warrior workers. Okay. It's gonna be a control security difficulty of two. Control security. Uh, I'm gonna give you a threat. <laughs> okay. We're just making our own deathbed here. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, three successes, which means you do get a momentum. And yeah, go ahead and roll me damage on your weapon, which for you should be seven challenge dice. Alrighty. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Uh, so let's see. You do manage to trigger the area effect on your weapon. Um, and normally, you know, you fire with your energy weapon and it impacts the creature's carapace. But as the uh, energy dissipates across it, what you realize is that your shot wasn't as effective as it should have been. Almost as if these creatures have some form of natural resilience against energy weapons. Now, you did manage to damage it in some way. You have caused parts of the carapace to crack and otherwise shatter. But definitely not enough to actually hinder what's going on here. Uh, rest! <laughs> I mean, that's okay. I was going to go and punch them anyway. All right. Well, the good right. news <laughs> is that uh, one of them is going to come say hi to you, Rez, right away. Oh, excellent. So, Rez, this is going to be an opposed daring security. Difficulty of one. But remember, it's whoever gets the most successes wins here. I get an extra die because of my massive strength. There you go. Extra die or extra success? Extra die. Uh, sorry, that was uh, daring, daring security. security. Uh, 
I'll tell you what, I'm you've gonna... given me enough threat. I'm going to let them roll two additional dice. <laughs> I do not have a focus that applies here. But I do get three successes. All right. Let's see how bad. well they do. Uh, they beat you. They yeah, have they five do. successes. And this Ouch. is interesting. So uh, the Zaxod runs up to you. And you think it's going to go in with its pincers or pincers at first, but its claws on its upper body snap forward and plunge into your sides and uh, deal a grand total of eight damage. Now, eight damage is important because it's more than five. So you would be taking an injury unless you give me a momentum and a threat to stay up. I mean, I don't think I have a choice. So we give minimal. you. Yep. <laughs> okay. So uh, it is now your turn, Rez. Uh, in which case, I I give it the good old Star Trek double fist hit over the back. <laughs> I believe in you. I believe. I believe I can fly. <laughs> But yeah, another daring security opposed at one. Only right, two, two this time. I'll give them one additional dice. I'll be nice. All I right, they it. get three. So now we're in the interesting scenario where <laughs> Rez is down the second time. Uh, I'm trying to think what your options are here. You can choose to remain injured. Um, Actually, no. I think you have to spend determination here to stay up. Like, stay up at all. Uh, let me double check the rules but on she's this. She's already spent. <laughs> yeah, let me nope. uh, let me double check the rules on this because I do want to be fair. Um, okay, so you have already avoided the injury once per scene, which means you cannot do it again. Uh, Okay, so the option you have—the option you have—is to challenge a value to get a point of determination, and then you could spend that determination to avoid the injury or ignore the injury for the rest of the scene. You'll still need medical treatment later, but that's your one option. The other option is looking at Tabrish's sheet. Uh, I think. You have a focus, you're not a focus, a, um, let's see. No, you have quick study and dead eye marksman. Not what I was thinking. I, th- um, I think I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go down either way, because even if I ignore the injury, I still don't have any stress left. So I that's true. go down so that way. You would, well, if you did the determination, you would, you would be able to ignore all of that. But uh, if you took another injury, then you're dead, dead kind of a thing. <laughs> I'm dead, dead. Huh. Shortest game series ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got ways out of this. I, it, you know, it, this isn't meant to be a TPK by any means. <laughs> uh, I could go... take... Oh, if on. I challenge my non-fluidic space as much to teach us mm-hmm. uh, and turn it into non-fluidic space is a very dangerous place. I like it. And that'll give your point of determination to allow you to act again. Well, to ignore the injury, basically. To ignore the, yeah, to continue to act in this. Oops, I used the wrong keyboard. Okay, that's what I will do. Alrighty. So, 
what happens next is the other Zaxod worker. Uh, this one's going to go back and actually guard the queen. But uh, we do have one more on the field. This one's going to go for Tabris. How you doing there, Tabris? I'm okay. So uh, daring security difficulty of one, please. I'll give you a threat. Okay. <laughs> There we Four go. successes. Very nice. I will give them one additional <coughs> die with the threat you just gave me. And they only get three successes, which means you get one momentum. So yeah, go ahead and roll your uh, unarmed damage against this creature. Which is what? I believe it should be five challenge dice. Five. Boom! Right. So... Uh, you have the option of spending one momentum, or in this case, yeah, you did just get the one momentum mm -hmm. to ignore two resistance, um, or you could bake the momentum. I would recommend maybe spending the momentum to get rid of resistance. <laughs> All right, let's get rid of resistance. All right. So, Tabris, why don't you describe how you uh, fend off the creatures that comes in as, in sort of a low lunge at you? So he just smacks it with the uh, with the butt of his rifle as it as it comes in. He's like, no, no bad dog. <laughs> Very nice. And yeah, you uh, actually are able to hit it so hard with the butt of your rifle that it goes clunk onto the floor, uh, completely unconscious. Thus removing it from the turn order. See, that's how you do it, Rez. Meanwhile, right. Rez has like pincers in him, and yeah. you know. uh, Kate, duly noted. But yeah, it is either Rez's turn or Tabris's turn as we enter into a new round. Uh, Tab uh, Tabris is going to run up and try to uh, smack the worker that is uh, biting Rez. Alrighty, same daring security difficulty of one. Uh, there's another threat coming your way. Okay. Because, you know. Oh. Not All right. Two successes. I will not give them an additional dice this time. All right. The good news, because it's a tie, tie goes to the attacker. So you Ooh. do get to roll your unarmed here. All right. So you're only doing four minus two at the moment. So you're only doing two damage. Um, to walk you through the options. So it's one momentum for two resistance. You can spend as many as you want. Um, it's one momentum to re-roll as many dice as you want. It doesn't just have to be the zeros. Um, it's also a one-to-one -one ratio. If you want just one more point of damage, it's also one momentum. Uh, so you get a threat, and we'll ignore resistance. Okay, so I'll ignore two resistance, which means you're doing four damage. Not quite enough for an injury, though. Because remember, the yep. magic number is five. Yep. And he's like, No! Off. <laughs> and I would say this is enough to get the worker off of Rez, allowing Rez to skitter away or do whatever Rez is going to do. But this will now mean that the worker is attracted to you, Tabris, and will be attacking you. Mm -hmm. So uh, I will give it a threat. Uh, you need to beat, you need three successes here. And That's... you get another threat. <laughs> Oh, oh lord all right so 
Uh, Tavers, you know how those claws were sort of digging into Rez? Uh, now they're kind of digging into you, and you're going to take four stress of damage. And then, Rez! Yeah, Rez, Rez! Uh, oh boy. Um, Sam, I should, in theory, be very good at punching them hard. That's my massive strength. I, yeah, I, I go and try and pile drive it. So I get it about the torso and then try and lift it off its legs. I love it. I love it. I'll even give you an additional die for that. Uh, nope. Oh, yeah, that'll work. That's fitness. Nope. Uh, daring security still. Nope. Oh, yeah. There we are. That puts me at 4d20. I believe. Nice. how how just how how do you do this not only do you not get enough successes you roll two complications wow (laughs) that's amazing what am I supposed to do with this (laughs) I know what I'm going to do with this the you go to suplex it or pile drive it, or whichever way you want to flavor it, but instead of grabbing the creature, you grab Tabris. <laughs> and just over the head, boom, onto, ta- onto his face. So I need you to roll me unarmed damage versus Tabris, please. Oh, no. Chris! <laughs> uh, I mean, on the one hand, spot. it's only three dice, because I'm not great at this. On the That's other true. hand, it's also intense, because it's designed to inflict massive harm, and I get vicious for each effect rolled. So, all right. So, oh. Tavris, you're going to take three damage, three stress of damage. It's a bad touch, Res. It's a bad touch. So, sorry, I was getting you away from the. Uh, sorry, I'm not really good at combat. It's all I'm just, listen, <laughs> Tavris. This is why I'm not the security officer. All right. So we go around to a new round, and uh, the Zaxod workers just sort of look in between the two of you, and uh, it's going to go for Tavris again. And uh, let's see what happens. I'm not going to give them any additional dice. Your number to beat is a one, and they did roll a complication. Nice. Yay! We got a momentum! (laughs) Yup. All right. So for all the beans, I need to see. Uh, all right. And if you give me that momentum, you have successfully put this thing down. There you go. Wow. So uh, this time when it comes back in, Tavris, maybe you scoop up its head and between you and Rez, you like grab it in a, almost like a fireman's carry or whatever it's called, where you take one end and hold it in the other. Sort of like um, almost like a hammock where you swing back and forth. And then you just sort of flow, uh, fling the creature back down towards the queen. And then you book it, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And we'll handle this in a more cinematic fashion. As you run out of the, uh, the caves, uh, there are worker uh, drones that are swarming around you. Uh, but right as you get back up to the surface, you now sense the mind of the Troust, and Troust says, ah, there you are. I knew I should have said something sooner. Um, Beam out, maybe? Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes, yes, no, no, no! 
right. And just in time, as the creatures are beginning to circle around you and crowd in, you all dematerialize and rematerialize on your ship. And that's where we're going to take our 10-minute break. (laughs) So uh, we'll be back in 10 minutes, everybody. Stick around. All right, and welcome back to uh, part two of uh, what's shaping out to be a uh, not a disastrous uh, second mission, but it's definitely not going uh, as well as could be expected. No, it's it's disastrous. Let's just, you know. <laughs> it's nigh on disastrous. No one's died yet. We're just very close. All right, and we resume uh, our scene with you two materializing into the uh, corridors of the Troust, and Troust is sort of sitting there waiting for you and just looks at you two and says, the hell happened to you two? Nothing. We ran into a hive of alien beings. Turns out they didn't want us poking at their Starfleet technology, and they turned hostile. Why why do they have Starfleet technology? You know what? That's that's your concern, not mine. Uh, you look like you need help, though. Pointing at Rez. Oh yeah, yep. I'm going to the med bay. And, and and so am I. All right. So we'll move on over, I guess, to med bay one. And uh, Tabras, I need you to uh, work on Rez here. I need you to do a daring and a medicine difficulty of one. Here come two complications. <laughs> no, no, don't jinx it. <laughs> oh. Hey! All right, so Rez, you are able to heal to full as uh, Tabra supplies Undine medicine. You feel great. You feel amazing. Oh, oh. thank you. And, oh, yeah. and Tabris, same sort of role to see if you heal up. Okay. Now, of course, Rez could do you, but he, I think he has a lower daring medicine. Oh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. You should not allow me to operate the med- medical technology. Hey, look at that. You get even. Oh my God, we got a momentum. <laughs> yeah, I would say that uh, you guys have healed back to your full capacity and you don't have to be stuck in your normal f- or your natural forms now if you want to shift out feel free for sure i head to the bridge all right uh charles let's mark this planet as uh hostile for the moment uh pending further contact noted and we should also make a note that there's future uh starfleet technology there right yes uh Yes, addended note, uh, 26th century Starfleet technology uh, scene, but uh, it is unclear what it is. All right. What about the other planets that are out there? Are we checking them out or? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should go check out the other one. I mean, it can't be any worse than this one was. I mean, this was a demon class planet. It was called demon for a reason. And, you know, hey, you know, we might be able to do better on the other planet. So let's go over to the other planet and see what's going on. Oh, right. Speaking of, uh, just before we go, Trust, what, uh, Tabris, what was the name you wanted to call this? Uh, we can give it a designation. Just log it with the rest of the, the log here. Yeah, uh, let me scroll up the chat log real quick. <laughs> uh, Pazuna. 
Excellent. Uh, Trust if you could just note that along with the rest of the information, and yeah, let's head to uh, let's head to the D class planet. Uh, that might give us something else to explore. Very well, and we see an external shot of the Troust uh, moving away from the class Y planet and zooming off towards the class D, and uh, the class D in stark contrast to the excitement of the class Y. Um, the class D is just sort of a ball of rock. Um, but, uh, as you all are, uh, coming in in orbit, uh, I would like, uh, Rez, why don't you go ahead and roll me a reason science and the ship will assist you with the sensor science difficulty of one. I'll get the ship. All right. Uh, computers is a focus. I'll give it to you. Good lord. Oh lord. Maybe, yeah, so unfortunately because Rez didn't even get one success, the ship can't help you. So Rez, maybe you're still just out of it from being punctured so many different ways, but you're looking at the sensor data and none of it's making any sense. But, you know what's really good, uh, Rez? The, uh, the queen on the other planet said that they got the technology from the other planet. So this may be very... the thing that we saw on the planet behind the queen may very well be from this planet so maybe there's more stuff on this planet that didn't get transferred over to the other planet so this planet is actually the place to go in the beginning well, maybe i mean this sensor data isn't making any sense so i thought the Fed, i thought the, the starfleet didn't have any kind of uh, like stealth technology they were just they were all about friendly relations and and stuff right Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, there, well, there is some instances of some, you know, well, never, never mind. Uh, but in any case, let's go down there, see what's over there. I'm, I'm sure we're going to run across something on that planet. Wait, wait, wait! Before we go down to another planet, I'm just going to forward this this data to your console. Can you take a look and see if you can make any sense out of it? Because I feel like I should be able to, but I just my brain still hurts from interacting with that queen. So Tabris is going to scratch his head and and uh, push some buttons and try to uh, try to do a reason uh, science. Mm -hmm. And we'll say that the Troust assist is still a one. So uh, yeah, the there's no focuses. No, nah, it, it, uh, it would still be. Sensor I would say that that is three successes overall. So yeah, you get two momentum. And yeah, uh, I'm just going to preemptively put us on this map because it's easier for me to explain uh, with the visual reference. Um, so the surface of the Class D planetoid is, well, for lack of a better term, barren. Uh, it is a series of almost obsidian-like uh, material that is fragmented into these vast rifts and valleys. And what you're realizing as you sort of look at this data, Tavris, is that this used to be a Class Y. But over time, what must have happened is something or someone harvested all the useful material from this planetoid, thus turning it into a useless ball of rock. Hmm. Well, it's actually quite interesting, Rez. Uh, this planet may very well have been like the other planet. I think we should go down and see if we see any signs of that alien uh, life that we saw on 
the uh, on the class Y planet on Pazuna. And because uh, I think maybe that race stripped this planet out already. Because she was talking about coming from the other planet. So, hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, let's, let's beam down. Uh, we're probably going to need to beam down in our natural forms again, aren't we? And Trous actually says, no, I, th- I think if you took EV suits this time, you could stay in those forms. But um, there's kind of a bigger problem we have to worry about. Uh-oh. T- tell me about this bigger problem, Trous. And uh, they snap their fingers, and on the view screen behind them, uh, you see that the suns, the stars, are sort of entering into that point in orbit where they're closest to one another, and the plasma streamers are beginning to form. And Trow says, we probably are going to have to land the ship unless you want us to take that. I do not want you to take that. Uh, Tavis, you feel confident bringing her with with Trout's... uh... He's already uh, flying in. <laughs> right. So, uh, Traus, this is going to be, or Tabris, this is going to be a daring and a con. And the Traust will assist you with an engines con. I'll spend some threat to make this a difficulty of three. And I'll use one of our momentum to give me an extra die. Alrighty. Oops. And I even have a focus for this one. All right, Troust. You got to help me out here, buddy. That was a... Oh, God! (laughs) Engines cod for the Troust, and the Troust has to crit here. All right. Coming right up. Oh! Okay, Okay. so you got the number of successes you needed, but there's still that complication on the field. I think I know oh. what I want for the complications. So we're going to go back to that uh, map of the surface there for a moment. And yeah, so Tavaris, you gun the engines and get you screaming towards the um, the surface of this planet. And it's not quite too soon or not quite too late. You know, it's somewhere in the middle. But what happens is, is that the ion uh, streaming, the, the plasma streaming between the stars it manages to send out an ionic pulse, which clips one of the wings of the Troust, and you are sent into a spinning sort of uh, haphazard fall towards the surface, and you are able to correct in time. You're able to pull up just at the right last second, but your landing is not graceful by any means or any stretch of the imagination. And uh, as you land on the surface, uh, I'm going to say I'll spend two threats to say that you land, you start to say, hey, we land, and then the ship falls into a ravine. Oh, of course it does. But yeah, you have come to a complete stop. You are free to move about the cabin. Uh, you know, any landing you can walk away from. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you doing, Trous? Troust, uh, sorry about that. I had a bit of a musical interlude cut in. I don't know where that came from. Uh, Trout says, uh, well, uh, probably not going to be flying for a little bit longer. Uh, uh, give me about a day, and I should be fine. All right, well, that should give us a lot, lots of time to find evidence of that, uh, that insectoid species. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
Be good. Faust. And uh, he pats the uh, console. Yeah, it's not like I'm going anywhere anytime fast, so... Uh, where again are the EV suits? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give mine a, a, a like a couple of like a once over, maybe a twice over before um, we go outside. You know, because, Rez. Yeah. Uh, just because of the possibility, and I mean, we didn't sense any life forms or anything. I, you know, I mean, I like the human form, but I think we should just go in natural. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, I hear you. I just feel like I'd really like to have like a layer of of armor between me and the whatever is out there in this instance it's just i i'm not as i'm not feeling as comfortable i guess as a in my natural form as i as i had for a while i think i've just been in the, in the human form long enough that it's sort of second nature now and i, I think i'd feel better than this you know it just, if we go back to non-fluidic space now nah, y'all want to go natural shape but but for now maybe i'll stay human i think okay So yeah, good news is is uh, EV suits are fine. Nothing wrong with them. And uh, as you step out into the rift or the valley you've fallen into, what you notice is that the rock is almost glowing blue. Like it's it's not bioluminescent, but it's still luminescent in some way that it's glowing and you know almost pulsating this blue color. And uh, I would like, uh, remind me, which one of you is the engineer? That is Rez, me, me. right? Yep. Rez, I'd like you to roll me an insight engineering difficulty of one. And um, your focus in computer. Actually, you have a few that would apply here. Excellent. All right, so you hey. get a momentum. This is you know just looking at it and then confirming with your tricorder this might actually be superconductive material which if the glowing is any indication is being actively used for something uh tabris this is this whole glowing space may actually be some sort of massive circuitry uh like a superconductive uh uh, substance being and the, the glowing is the is it being currently used to conduct something so a we should investigate that but also b don't like stick your hand in there or like touch it if you can avoid it because uh i don't know how much voltage is going through there but i wouldn't i would uh i would avoid it okay um do you do you see any starfleet technology uh, I don't see anything more than you see right now. Uh, I can I can do a quick uh, area scan with the tricorder. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right. Reason engineering, difficulty of two. Uh, Survival is a focus? No, Metal because you're, you're looking for Starfleet technology. I would maybe give you computers. All right. Hey, look, I've stopped. I've, I've stopped rolling. This is the our, worst. This is our planet, baby. <laughs> oh, Lord. So uh, I have good news and bad news. Which would you like first? Uh, the bad news first. There is no Starfleet technology here. Okay. What's good, the good news, news 
is that there is a power source that you can like actually trace and lead to a you know junction point. It's about that way, about a click. Is the conclusion that I leapt to that the, the essentially the superconducting material is being used as circuitry uh, about right? I'd say it is, yeah. Excellent. All right. That's my free science officer question. Ew. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Tabris, it looks like the power source is this way. So again, avoid stepping on any glowy spaces, but uh, let's head that way. All right. uh, no promises, but yeah, let's go. All right, so you guys walk through these uh, glowing walls that surround you uh, almost claustrophobically, uh, how tight some of the spaces get, but you proceed through this rift and eventually you open up into, uh, or the, the terrain around you opens up into a circular space. And paradoxically, or at least that's the way I'm thinking of it, there is a tree, like an earth tree, in the middle of this space. But it's not like a brown and green tree. It is a glowing blue tree, like the same glowing blue material, the obsidian-like material that this planet is made out of. And you're seeing that the leaves are all like circuitry, like you can see the circuitry in them. There's lights going throughout the canopy of the tree. And for light, you know, as you're looking around, you see that there's maybe about six or seven other valleys and rifts that sort of connect where roots of the tree are coming in. Uh, well, that's our power source. Uh, Trust, are you like, reading this? It, it looks like a tree. Trust, you getting this? Res to trust? No reply. Ah, damn it. You know, we really need to have a talk with our ship. Uh, I was trying to, Taris. What do you... No, about not talking to us. <laughs> yeah, but I don't... I don't think I'm assuming this isn't her fault. This must be. I imagine this is if this is similar material to the caves, then there there must be enough material between us and them to have caused a. Uh, a All right. I I think I think they are just mad because we crashed. So, uh, or you crashed. No, no. The ship was at fault as well. Hmm. I mean, that wasn't. All right. You know what? I'm not going to argue with you. I didn't fly the <laughs> ship. That seems fine. Um, is there any atmosphere? There wouldn't be, right? Well, you would think, but pull out a tricorder look at it. Yeah, there's a class M atmosphere around this tree. Maybe huh. extends up about maybe 20, 30 meters from the tree, from the trunk. Does the top of the tree extend past the top of the, uh, the crevice that we're in? It does not, no. So it only goes up uh, maybe about 400 well, that's feet. So quick math, about a hundred meters. So it's a, it's a very large tree, but it does not like go up and over the lip. Is what you're asking? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, I'm reading an atmosphere around that tree, Tabris. Should I touch the tree? Oh boy, should you not touch the tree? Oh, okay. As he was going toward it to touch it. Do not, do not touch the tree, please. How far out does the, the atmosphere extend? Uh, 40 meters, more or less. All right. Uh, I'm going to get... Oh, no, we can't, war we can't... We 
I can't transport back in case this world doesn't work. Oof. What I'm are you doing? I was going to take my helmet off, but this is a terrible plan. Um. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's going to take their helmet off, it should be you. Well, since you're not wearing a helmet, if I remember correctly. Yes. Yeah, it would have to be me. All right, listen. Promise me that if I drop, you will put my helmet back on and get me back to the ship. All right, in the name of science, I'm going to take my helmet off. And if these readings are wrong, I'm going to go down right fast, all right? So uh, here we go. All right, just hand me your helmet. I think I have to give away my survival focus at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, but yeah, you take the helmet off. Yeah. All right, so there's that, you take it off, and yeah, standard class M, you're breathing just fine, though there is the scent, the scent of elderberries. You don't know where that's coming from, but... Oh, no, I mean, it seems to be fine. I think we should investigate more. But again, do not touch the tree. Uh, let's try and get some more. Tabers more... was close to touching the tree again. <laughs> kind of looking out of the corner of his eye. All right. So as you guys are exploring uh, the sort of ex or the uh, exterior of the tree, um, let's have Tabaris. I'd like you to roll me an insight security. Rez, I'd like you to roll me an insight engineering. And the difficulty on this will be a two. And if you succeed, you'll basically get the same thing just from a different viewpoint. Uh, computers is an applicable focus. Yeah, definitely would. So Tavris is going to get uh, his there. All right, so you hey. both get this. So what you're noticing is that there is uh, regular depressions uh, beneath the roots of this quote-unquote tree. And as you sort of poke your head into one of these depressions, you see that there is a great crystalline corridor uh, that is actually illuminated quite well, almost by bright LED lights in the ceiling. Um, and this corridor is smooth, as in it's not like organic, I guess is the word I'm looking for, but it's definitely synthetic. Uh, but the corridors seem to extend beneath the tree and through to what appears to be some form of uh, an interior of the tree. All right. Tavis, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay me... something out for you. I was going to say, me. let me go first, and I'll but, continuously scan the atmosphere. Wait, wait, let, let me, let me talk, let me, let's talk this through before we walk in. Oh, you okay. tell me what you're thinking. Uh-huh. All right, so this tree, it's reminiscent of trees we've seen in, in, in references from Earth, right? I mean, this is just, this is pretty solidly an Earth reference tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, and we did find evidence of Starfleet technology on the accompanying planet which mm -hmm. you said the queen said that that panel came from the other planet. Yes. All right. So the odds are pretty good that we're walking into a future Starfleet emplacement. That sounds amazing. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not arguing with it. It sounds great, but the odds are good that there's a bunch of defenses in here. Yeah. Well, you know, that that's a solid thought. Um, you know, I'll keep an eye out. Okay, yeah. 
what what are you thinking? We we should we should definitely go in at least. Oh yeah, we should definitely explore. Okay. Uh yeah, you keep scanning. I'll I'll get my weapon out and also be scanning. Uh yeah. All right. I guess let's let's go in. Um just let me send I'm just going to modulate my just real quick, I want to make sure the, the ship knows where we are. So I'm going to try and send a um, microscopic plasma burst uh, as a as a uh, relay package. Mm -hmm. So try and send it as a code. Okay. And how are you accomplishing this? Are you using your tricorder, using your energy weapon? Well, I'm going to combine the two. So I'm going to use the weapon to sort of uh, fire into the into the sky, mm -hmm. so that the sensor, the ship sensors will detect it. But I'm going to use the uh, the tricorder to give me the the, um, the modulation I need of the beam to manage to encode something in that blast that the uh, that I, I wouldn't be able to do physically, but the, the ship will be able to read on when it detects the weapon fire. Right, right. Uh, let's call this uh, control and engineering difficulty of two. Uh, I probably can't use any of those focuses. Hey, you get the two successes you need. So yeah, you link up your tricorder and the energy weapon. You fire off what is essentially a flare. And uh, you see maybe about a minute later, there's another flare that shot up from the ship. And you sort of scan it with your tricorder and it says, okay, sorry about not telling you we dropped communication again. Right. All right. Well, then let's go. All right. All right. So he's uh, so Tavers is taking the lead. He's uh, scanning, mm -hmm. but he's really trying to focus on seeing any sort of um, security systems, uh, any sort of weapon emplacements, defenses, things like that. Okay. Uh, roll me, Tavers. This is going to be an insight security difficulty of one for you, I believe, because you have constantly watching. Mm -hmm. Hey, look at that. You get a momentum. Nice. So, yeah, there are a few places, Tavers, where you go, whoa, hold on, hold on. And then you, like, point out a point on the wall or you point out a point on the floor and you're like, don't step there kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as defenses are going, this place is surprisingly light, almost conspicuously so. And, you know, you actually end up traversing maybe about 10, 20 meters past the first set of defenses and nothing. Just no more defenses. It's just a clean shot. I think we're, I think we're good, Rez. Okay, excellent. Uh, well, then let's, let's sort of pick up the pace and see if we can't make it to the center of the whatever mm -hmm. this complex is. Because okay. uh, presumably there'll be some sort of bridge or CIC. Potentially. So it's not specifically a CIC that you eventually come to, but if you'll imagine, uh, I don't know, you have you guys been to Disney World? You've been inside Ep the Epcot Ball, maybe? No, but I've been... <laughs> I've seen pictures. You've seen pictures. Well, for those who've never been to Epcot, just basically imagine a large sphere 
um, which is um, tessellated with, I think it's triangles that the Epcot ball is. Um, but the point I'm making is you come into this dome space where it's just a bunch of triangles stacked on one another to form the sphere or the dome. And in the middle of the space is a console, uh, a console that is strangely in two parts, or it looks like it should be in two parts, as in maybe you're seeing a a console that was once whole but is now two, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but projected above this console is another diagram of the geocentric uh, systems that are outside. Well, I say outside, out, out in space. Right. Uh, I would like to examine this computer. Uh, right. And I have computer expertise, which will give me an extra dice. I have a question. How are you examining? Are you tricordering it? Are you going up and tapping the panel? Nah, I'm going to go up. I mean, I'm going to go up and start trying to interact with it. All right. The no roll is required because as you tap it, the holographic display begins to swirl and zoom out. And you see that... Um, it goes from the sector you're in to the Delta Quadrant, and then it zooms out to the galaxy, and then it zooms out even further so that it's a full view of the galaxy. And a bit of English or Federation Common Script uh, appears above the map that says, Simulation Alpha is currently in effect. Welcome back, user. And that's where we're going to end today's session. Oh, goodness. So, uh, what did you guys think? Was that I mean, besides the whole combat nonsense <laughs> that just didn't I mean, work no, out was, for you guys? Was, you know what? Even with that, that was absolutely that was this is great. Yeah, yeah, I I, I really enjoy this game uh, because uh, really Brian and I we get so much time, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool, and I think the characters are developing very quickly because of that. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so we're not going to do reputation this time. Um, simply because mm-hmm. we haven't finished the mission. Um, I will let you keep the momentum, so don't worry worry about that. Uh, we will basically pause right here, um, because I think what's to come is going to take us good two, maybe even three hours to do, and I would hate to like cut in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk scheduling. So next week would be the ninth. Are you guys good for the ninth? I'm good. Absolutely. Excellent. Then stream. You can look forward to seeing these lovely gentlemen next week on the ninth. Until then, later stream.